Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. And welcome in, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dynasty Force Podcast. Glad to have you back. Sort of a one-week hiatus, kind of, not particularly, but not a Dynasty Force podcast episode last week. But we're glad to be back, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host of Knowledge, Billy Brisbane. How are you doing today, Billy? I'm doing good, Rob. You know, it's a Friday. Got the uh, UFC slate tomorrow. We got an NFL slate to chop down here on this Friday, so, you know... Just chilling here, another day in the grind, man. You got NBA coming up in a couple of weeks, and you know I'm excited for that one. It's funny because, like, theoretically, the new NBA season would have started already at this point, like, had, you know, timing been right with everything. But it just kind of feels like basketball – obviously, it feels like basketball just ended because, like, what was it, a month a month yeah. and a half ago that the Lakers won the finals and now a few weeks away from basketball here. So it's exciting, though. I, I like having it back-to-back here. Um, I, I think the Lakers are the clear choice for the championship again. Would you – I know you're a Sixers fan, but I don't know how uh, excited you are for them to win the championship. Um, any other picks for this year but besides the Lakers? Um, since it's a podcast and we are trying to get a little bit greasy here, um, I feel like my dark horse team coming into this year is going to be the uh, Dallas Mavericks. So I'm excited to see what Luka Doncic can do this year. Um, Przingis might be out in the early parts of the season, so you know what that means. Luka's going off for triple doubles. <laughs> Definitely. Now, they did lose a few pieces, depth more more than anything, but um no, I, I definitely – I saw uh, preseason bets. Luca and Don, uh, I'm sorry, Giannis were tied for uh, preseason odds at MVP, and I can definitely see that. Uh, Luca's just been so great so far. Um, yeah, so excitement for the NBA. Here we are with the NFL right now, though. Uh, <laughs> welcome in once again – if you're not following us on Twitter, you should be. It's at Dynasty Force Pod on Twitter, Dynasty Force Podcast on YouTube. And obviously, you can follow each of us. Billy, what do you have going on on your Twitter uh, of the upcoming schedule? Yeah, upcoming schedule for me on Twitter is uh, obviously between not plays as usual as I usually do. College basketball is back. Uh, pretty good streak over here for college basketball. Um, besides the free plays, what I have going on is some pub sports radio stuff, a uh, channel that I always talk about on here. Um, really good channel to get more sports knowledge and uh, really help out your betting information stuff. We have uh, episodes every day of the week. So uh, really good for the sports fans out there. And right after this, we're doing um, – a DFS video over there. So uh, make sure you check out that video because it should be a profitable one. Uh, I got one of my guys from um, sports. He's a former sports info solution uh, worker over there. So it should be a good episode. Yeah, definitely. I'll be excited to tune into that one. And we got our normal uh, fan here tuning in again. Detroit Beastie. Miss you guys on Wednesday. For those of you 
who are listening to the podcast and maybe you listen over the weekend to get ready. Uh, yeah, we normally record on Wednesdays live on Twitter and YouTube, as I normally mention multiple times throughout the podcast. But um, here this Wednesday, we did not because number one, football was on TV, obviously. Uh, not going to talk about football while well, football is on. People would much rather watch football. Um, and then also, you know, it's it's hard to talk about week 13 when week 12 is still going on. So we pushed it back to Friday. But uh, I actually like how this has worked out. So may do more of that in the future. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, thank you for tuning in, Chris, Detroit Beastie. Uh, as always, love the interaction. Um, on my Twitter, uh, at FantasyForceFB, I tend to retweet a lot of content. And besides that, I most weeks, uh, it's been less frequent as you uh, as of recent. Um, matchup breakdowns last week didn't do it because there were just a lot of situations with COVID that were kind of throwing everything off. And I was, I was doing the matchup breakdowns and just as I was going through the matchups, it was just like, man, like I don't even know what to say about half of these matchups. <laughs> like, because they were just missing so many people and they were pivotal. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to make that adjustment this week. There definitely will be one. There's some injury news to talk about, obviously, but not nearly as much COVID uh, issues. So it will be out this week, um, likely on Saturday. And uh, keep an eye out for that. And if you happen to miss it, make sure to check my pinned tweets on Sunday. It'll be in a thread on Twitter, and there will also be an article with a more in-depth breakdown. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to check that out. Now, Billy, uh, upcoming, obviously, it's week 13, which means it's one week before the fantasy playoffs. Um, how are you looking? Like, do you have any leagues that are, you know, poised to potentially make a run this year? Nah, man. Unfortunately, man, had a bad fantasy season. Went against the grain here, man. Went against my usual no, strategy and not, not uh, zero RB. Yeah, nah, man. If you really look at it this year, the most successful teams in uh, redraft leagues are the zero RB type of teams. If you got a wide receiver in Travis Kelsey and then got like a guy you like got James like, Robinson or something like that out of waivers, you got like, like Michael Thomas early. Like if you got Devontae Adams and um, maybe Tyreek Hill or, or one of those two guys, then you would be set pretty well, but uh, Michael Thomas so far has, has killed people, um, and he was seen as like the most sure thing at the wide receiver position uh, so far. The reason I threw DeAndre Swift's picture in here is because like he's kind of everyone's favorite for that fancy MVP sort of thing, like to come on hot over the last few weeks and just light, light teams up and, and help you win. We'll see about that, but uh, you know, hoping Here's open since I have him on a roster. Um, so, Bill, real quick, you mentioned that you had a bad year. Is there something that you plan on adjusting for next year? Because this is something that uh, I think all fantasy managers should be aware of and able to do themselves. Well, for me, man, I really feel like uh, I just got to put a little bit more focus into the uh, season-long content stuff. 
because um, I'm a big DFS guy, and I knew coming into the season with COVID and stuff like that, this is going to be a pretty good, profitable DFS season of recent. Uh, it feels like everybody's using projection systems and different. Everybody's sharp nowadays, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like what it used to be like uh, when I first started playing like eight years ago. So it's like way different than what it used to be like. So uh, this year was like a lot of just like dealing with uh, late information and stuff like that. So uh, one thing that I've been doing a lot of recent is uh, using my uh, – DFS projections for some of my uh, season-long projections, kind of like combining the two and then using the two to compare against like player prop and stuff like that and see if I have like an advantage against what the books are putting out or something like that. Uh, that's one thing that I've been doing a lot of recent this year that has really been successful for me for my player props. Interesting. Interesting. I do like that. Um, for me personally, as far as uh, championship playoff, aspirations go um i currently am uh in i want to say two redraft leagues where i could compete uh obviously like i've clinched for the playoffs already one i'm more confident in my potential to compete led by derrick henry uh deandre swift as pictured um i've got other guys like uh deandre hopkins alan robinson uh Fingers crossed on Dallas Goddard. We'll see how he performs mm -hmm. with Beckerts. But uh, I also have Miles Sanders on that roster. And he he's kind of the X factor for my team, you know, because he's, he's talented. He is a good player. But that Eagles offense has really brought him down in recent weeks. Uh, so we're, we're going to have to keep an eye on Miles. And if he, if he comes through, then uh, – the you know ceiling for my team is, is kind of limitless. Um, with that, that's a redraft league uh, where I'm at, and then I also have one other separate dynasty league where I'm keeping my eye on specifically. It's very, it's ten teams, but it's very deep in that there's a ton of uh, roster spots for starters. It's uh, three wide receivers, super flex, and four additional flex spots. So I got Rust, I got Lamar Jackson, I got uh, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, and Chase Edmonds, uh, who, you know, in four flex, he's, he's a fine flex. Um, Raheem Mostert, Devontae Booker this week, uh, Travis Kelsey, Leo, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, um, yeah, I also got some depth guys. Mike Will Mike Davis, I met. Um, CMC, we'll see. Uh, Joe Mixon, if he wasn't hurt, could help a lot. So I, I could definitely challenge for the championship this season, especially if Joe Mixon comes back. We'll have to see about that. But those are the two leagues I'm most excited about. And I really think I can push for a championship in those leagues. So just got to stay tuned. And if I can uh, come through for the come through for the pod, come through for all the listeners. That's my goal. My goal. All right, let's move on here. Uh, talk about some news heading into week thirteen. The reason I kind of like this Friday pod a little bit better, Bill, is that like injury news is like much more clear. Like trying to guess who's going to play in week thirteen. On a Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> like on a Wednesday, it Impossible. probably was like Wednesday news was that Josh Jacobs was like 
expected to be fine for week 13. But here we are now, he's out. So, like, it, it's completely, like, opposite. And it's hard to tell. So, that's why I kind of like these Friday formats a little better. Uh, may see about sticking with it, but that's yet to be determined. So, we'll let you know. We'll keep you updated. Anyway, as I said, Josh Jacobs rolled out for week 13. Devontae Booker will start. We can dive into this a little more later, as I know Billy would like to. Um, but this is kind of important to highlight. Now, Vegas kind of just imploded on themselves last week and uh, looked atrocious against the Atlanta Falcons, who are one of the worst teams. Well, uh, one of the poor or more disappointing teams. Yeah, like they started off a lot worse than they currently are, but they're still not very good. And yeah. I you know, the the Raiders the week before took the Chiefs to the limit, you know, so like they should have they should have at least been competing last week. And um yeah, they they didn't show up. So we'll have to see this week. It's kinda hard to not show up against the Jets, but uh you know uh, we'll see. Devontae Booker is definitely in play this week. Um, I just picked him up on that Dynasty roster for free on Wednesday because, you know, the potential of Josh Jacobs not playing. Now he's not playing. So that's a good uh, good little fill-in for me. Yeah, good move. Um, moving on here, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is questionable for Week 13 with an illness. Um I would I would expect him to play. I I think I saw something about this illness yesterday and that he was feeling better today, but he's still not, you know, 100%. And you know, it's not COVID, but any injuries with any players now, whether they're COVID related or not, cause worry, you know, for for every sort of issue. Um I mean, like, it, if you see someone coughing in public, it doesn't mean they have COVID, <laughs> but you're going to be scared about it, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's just the situation we're in now with the NFL. So we'll see if Clyde gets cleared, we'll say. I, I think he will, though. You think so, Bill? Um, No idea because it's a Friday. So it's more of like a Saturday type of question. Um, I have no idea what to think about this. I just Probably. saw this, like noon today probably um also and the chiefs play monday night though they don't play sunday do they or they play sunday night i thought they played monday night this week uh i think it's the sunday night game we really won't know until yeah sunday night yeah we're not gonna know until later on like saturday afternoon around this time yeah um yeah i i think odds are he'll play though uh yeah I, i think it would take like a flu-like, you know, illness to keep him out and like serious flu-like conditions into the weekend. So They're also hopefully. playing Denver, though. Denver, like, isn't that good. It's also been, a divisional game now. Clyde has not been, like, great, though, for fantasy, you know? Like, Clyde is just not – he's sol- – he's – I don't even want to say solid because, like, you – when Bell wasn't there – you could at least count on volume for Clyde, but now you can't even cl- count on that. And it's not that even Bell is taking that because Daryl Williams is still involved. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
it's just a weird situation. Like Clyde is a guy that you have to play because he's the leader of the timeshare. Um, but Clyde is not like an elite fantasy option. Um, he's probably more in as like a lower end RB two on a given week and uh, including this matchup against Denver, which would probably try and shut uh, opponents down against the run. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out for him. Um, Miles Gaskin, some good news, set to return from IR in week 13. Uh, They played the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I really wanted to make Miles Gaskin my uh, running back that I'm hyped for this week. Um, But I couldn't double up, hint, hint. Um, But, um, you know, uh, DeAndre Washington and uh, Salvin Ahmed, are both out for this game because they, I don't know that they contracted COVID, but they were at least put on the COVID list. So they're at the very least high, uh, close contacts. So they're out this week. And Matt Breida is out with like a separate issue. Like I think he, he may have tested positive, but I know all three of them are out. And uh, so that leaves Miles Gaskin and just Miles Gaskin. So, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get the full workload for sure this week against Cincinnati, who's one of the worst. Uh, I won't want to say absolute worst defenses against the run, but low chart game though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and this is you know with the injury to Burrow recently, um, this is a game that Miami should handily win. So. Um, that implies, you know, running. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, what's up? Can I ask you a quick question? Do yeah. you feel better with Ryan Tannehill under center for Miles Gaskin or Tua? Because for me personally, I mean feel Fitz? like, yeah, Fitz or uh, Tua. Which one do you feel better with <clears throat> under center? Um, I'd have to say Fitzpatrick because he he does right? play for the running back a bit more. Right. Um, and and. I mean, I don't think the interceptions have any role to do with it. But fantasy I think football. <laughs> it, Fitzpatrick helps move the offense, and that leads to more goal line opportunities for Miles Gaskin. So, you know, Tua, I, I still think he's the future of the team, but uh, he has not shown an ability this season to be, you know, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, you know, what they were doing. So uh, it's it's a different sort of situation uh, in Miami. Um, and then yeah. last piece of news for the week, Allen Robinson um, was downgraded in Friday's practice. He's now questionable for Sunday's game against the Lions. Bill, you said you did a little more research into this. You want to tell me what you found? Yeah, uh, shout out to Evan Leventan. Adam Leventan from Establish the Run for this one. Um, he retweeted – a tweet from one of the beat reporters, Chris Emma. You can follow him over at CEmma670 if you're looking for Bears beat report information. Uh, he said Alan Robinson left the Bears practice today with a knee injury. Matt and Nagy said it was more precautionary matter and doesn't believe it's a serious, uh, something serious. Robinson's officially listed as questionable for Sunday's game. Uh, as from reading that, that means like he's playing. They just took him out, gave him, gave the veteran an early day off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you said it was like a weird hit, and it was a little sore-ish. You know, 
and then they're like, all right, well, you're, we know you're good and you, you're going to play. So, <laughs> what is Alan Robinson about to show you off in practice that you already don't know? If anything, exactly. they need to be working on fucking quarterback throws. So. <laughs> uh, um, question for you for, for dynasty purposes since we are dynasty force. Um, Alan Robinson is a free agent after this season. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it'll be hard to say that he returns to Chicago. I think it's pretty evident he doesn't want to stay there. So it'd probably take a franchise tag for him to stay there. I don't, and I don't know that Chicago would want to do that. Um, where would kind of be your dream landing spot for Allen Robinson? It's uh, a good question, Rob. Um, well, I would want him to be – it's hard because I don't want to pick a team because the teams that have the cap room for Allen Robinson are also due for a quarterback for this upcoming year. But um, I would like to see Allen Robinson in a uh, – hmm. Let's see. All right. Teams that could potentially sign Allen Robinson. Let's say he gets, I don't know, $20 million a year. Uh, that's a high number, but, you know, we'll, we'll just aim high, right? Yeah. Um, teams that have at least $20 million in cap space, Broncos, Cardinals, 49ers, Panthers, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, uh, Chargers, Cowboys, I don't really see a ton of teams from that list so far. Um, I think the Ravens would be a good spot for him. Um, maybe not for fantasy purposes, but I think real-life football purposes, him and Marquise Brown with Mark Andrews across the middle may be able to help out uh, some of Lamar Jackson's uh, passing stats or something like that. better Because, you know, a lot of people crap on Lamar Jackson for uh, his passing numbers and stuff like that. But he's also thrown to an undersides – uh, undersized wide receiver one Willie Sneed from like four years ago when he was relevant from the Saints, who was mm-hmm. like theoretically their best pass catcher besides Marquise. And then they have fucking Devin Duvernay, who's a rookie yeah. that was like a what fourth, fifth round pick. And, and then he's, this, you know, this is not anybody really good besides Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, and I agree with that completely. Also, though. Uh, teams I would be more interested in seeing Allen Robinson sign with Miami, uh, Washington, New England, and Jets, I guess. I don't want to see anybody with Cam Newton on their side. <laughs> you know, Cam has that history of throwing to the big body guys, though. And uh, Bro, um, Cam can't throw a football anymore. It's, <laughs> like, it's like real life bad. Yeah. You're not wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I wish I could. All right. Let's move on to our main segment, our hype, our hate. Um, Looking ahead to week 13, guys, that we are excited to play, have on our rosters. And, um, you know, this is a big week. Like I said before, it's the week before the playoffs. So this is a, a week where for a lot of teams out there, you know, a lot of teams are sort of in one position where they're like cooling, you know, they know they're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They know they're seeding. It's really not too often though, that that happens. And a lot of teams are in a position where like, I have to win this week. I have to make it in. The most important thing is making the playoffs, you know, 
because you can't win the championship if you don't make the playoffs. It's pretty simple. So worry about getting there. We're here to help. Let's uh, let's get some hits this week here, Bill, with our hype yep. and our hate. Bill, you want to kick it off at quarterback? Um, you actually want to kick it off at quarterback? Because my computer sure. just gave out that uh, we're about to die moment. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's that's the worst timing. I'll start it off, though. I'm happy to start it off. I mentioned that I really wanted to make Miles Gaskin my running back hype for the week, um, but I did not did want to double up. So I had to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick here at the quarterback position. Should he start over Tua? Um, They're saying it's really up in the air right now about Tua starting. I lean on the side that Tua is not going to start because I just don't think Miami needs to rush him into the starting position. And it's a good good spot. uh, Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Cincinnati. It's a great matchup. It's a game, like I mentioned, it's a game that Miami should handily win. Um, Cincinnati really does not have a functioning offense right now. Joe Mixon's out. Joe Burrow's out. So, you know, you have Brandon Allen under center. You have Gio Bernard, who can't really do anything uh, from the running back position. You have a terrible offensive line. And Miami's defense is really good. Now, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick... I don't want to say that Ryan is going to be like, you know, lighting the world on fire, but I think he's a really solid start. I think he's probably like a quarterback in that 8 to 12 range. And this is one of those positions where, like, this week you could be looking at guys on your waiver like Taysom Hill or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, there's a chance where, you know, Atlanta is the number four run defense on the season. They can be beat through the air but they're number four run defense and Taysom Hill hasn't shown a lot in passing the football uh, to this point. So, you know, there's a situation. I know Taysom Hill had a great game a few weeks ago against the Falcons, but there's a chance where he doesn't this week. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would like if I'm in a position where I have to win this week in fantasy, I'm going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick over a guy like Taysom Hill for the risk factor and knowing what I'm going to get. Um, do you feel that same way, Bill? Yeah, man. Uh, add to your Ryan Fitzpatrick love. That was going to be my quarterback of the week. Uh, but I didn't know if it's going to be him or Tua. But one of the things I really like about this matchup this week is uh, the one thing that you can really identify to play a quarterback is if the defensive line is going to be able to get after the quarterback. And the Bengals' defense is last in pressure rate stats. And Cincinnati has allowed 22 passing touchdowns this season. So uh, this is a really good spot for Ryan Fitzpatrick to get uh, the Dolphins in a really good spot for the playoff position. And um, is Flores the most underrated coach in the league? He he might be. Um, this Dolphins Dude. This Dolphins roster is really turned it really around. Really good, bro. Really right. good. Like they might be able to win a game in the they playoffs could win this year. The they could. Yeah, win they the could division. win a division. Yeah, if the if the Bills fuck up a couple of these primetime uh, slots at the end of the year, they can they, easily win the division. They have one more game against the Bills, so you know things work out. Uh, could definitely happen. Uh, how about you at the quarterback position here? I assume you're charged up now. Yeah, I'm charged up now. Uh, the quarterback here that I really want to talk about is the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. I feel like we haven't really given Kirk Cousins love in the podcast the whole entire year. But, um, you know, he's having a season career best year. 
Um, 20 fancy points in his uh, 20 fancy points in three of his four last outings. And the Jags defense is terrible here. Um, Minnesota is just, I think they have the highest point total team uh, at all the teams this weekend. So uh, if Dalvin Cook doesn't get it done on the ground, you might see Kirk Cousins get it done in the air. Uh, Jacksonville has done a good job this year of backdoor and covering against teams. So uh, I think we can get Kirk Cousins enough passes to be fancy relevant just one more time here this season. And I really love this spot here for Kirk Cousins. How about you? Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a great spot. I would probably uh, be looking to fit Kirk Cousins into my lineup somewhere. Um, currently on the season, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback 13. And I know, you know, you might hear that and be like, ah, oh, well, that's, that's right outside quarterback one territory. So he's not that great, but like, you know, Kirk Cousins has been really solid. And like you said, we haven't talked about him, I don't think, at all. And, uh, you know, give the man his due. Um, I'll give you a tough one for this week. Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill going up against Cleveland? Um, For me, I kind of want to play Ryan Tannehill because Tennessee – um, could easily find themselves. They're a six in the point. They're a six point favorite right now. Uh, it was six and a half earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, with Miles Garrett being back, this game might be a little bit closer than the intended Vegas line right now. And if uh, the Tennessee finds himself in a negative game script situation, Ryan Tannehill, from time after time again, you have seen him get the job done on the ground and also through the air. And uh, I feel like he could definitely have another spike day here. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I do like that Cleveland-Tennessee matchup. I might have to throw some throw some money on that we'll, in a DFS lineup, stack it up, see how it works out for me uh, this week at least. All right. Yeah. Uh, can I actually hit on one news that we yeah. forgot to note? Uh, yeah. John U. Smith is not playing for this weekend. Yeah. So if you're looking for a tight end, make sure you start oh, yeah. either Anthony Ferkster or Jeff Swain. Uh, Ferkster, I think, would be the Yeah, guy. but look yeah. at Jeff Swain's uh, snap usage and stuff last week. Um, he had, like, four catches for, like, 65 yards last week while Ferkster didn't really make it onto the field. Really? Interesting. I'll, uh, I'll have to do more research into that. That's, that's good to know. Might take the little shot there. Um, all right, let's move on here. Running back position. I'm going to talk about Miles Sanders. I feel like this is a situation where a lot of people are like, uh, he's talking about Miles Sanders, you know, and it's taking the easy way out, just picking a, a great running back. But for the fellow Miles Sanders owners out there, uh, along with me, they know that Miles Sanders has not been Miles Sanders of recently. Um, since he's come back from the injury, let's uh, get an exact rating for how good he has been, but it has not been good for Miles Sanders. Um, I think in PPR, the highest he has scored in that span is uh, 13 and a half points. So currently, over the last Three weeks, Miles Sanders ranks as the. Oh, God. I have to find it exactly. But it's pretty far down the list. 24, which, like I said, it's not, you know, um, Miles Sanders, basically. Uh, it's tied with Duke Johnson in uh, 
fantasy points per game. And um, behind guys like Jamal Williams, uh, James White, <laughs> um, Boston Scott even playing ahead of him, that's really main, mainly from Boston Scott's one big touchdown in that, uh, what was it, a Giants game? I don't know, regardless. Um, Miles Sanders has not been Miles Sanders of recent. This week they play the Green Bay Packers, who is the 31st overall defense against running backs this season, so it's a very plus matchup. And the Packers have a pretty good pass defense, so I think if the Eagles want to compete in this game, they have to establish the run. They have to trust Miles Sanders. And um, he's a talented back, and, and he's just not getting – he had six carries last week. You know, it's just yeah. it's just you got to give him the work. And um, I think I think we could see that change in play style happen this week as, you know, we kind of watched Carson Wentz on primetime last week and how terrible he was against a defense that to that point had been terrible against quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed here on Miles Sanders and that he actually gets to work. That's the X factor for me. If he gets to work, I think he's going to be a great back this week. Billy, let me compare. Would you rather start Miles Sanders this week or Kenyon Drake going up against the Rams? Um, I'd rather start Miles Sanders. And let me give you one more here. Um, assuming that... Okay, assuming that um, Devonta Freeman does not come back, I've not heard anything about him coming back. Uh, another Wayne Gallman week here. Wayne Gallman against the Seattle Seahawks or Miles Sanders. And Wayne, uh, Wayne Gallman has been sneaky. I would say Wayne. Yeah, I would say Wayne Gallman because uh, I'm not. All right, Colt McCoy, bad real life quarterback, decent. Fantasy quarterback, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does make sense. It's that's how. That's hard. the reason why Ryan my answer is the way it is. Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay-ish, real life quarterback, great fantasy quarterback. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes people don't know how to separate James, fantasy James Winston, points. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I, I'd be torn. I'd probably start Miles just for, you know, the talent probably take the talent in that situation um, and the matchup, but Wayne Goldman, you know, he's a good star as well. How about you? At the running back yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, running back that I am hype on this week, we talked about it a little bit in the injury news here, Devontae Booker here. He gets a spot against the New York Jets. I think this is just a really good game script for the Raiders to bounce back here. I know the Raiders are going from east to west coast, and a lot of people don't want to play that spot. But uh, Devontae Booker here should be getting this Josh Jacobs role. And um, when he got the Josh Jacobs role last year, man, he was really productive. And uh, going up against the Jets here, I feel like a lot of people, since this news came out on Friday, unless you have Josh Jacobs on your team, you probably didn't really see it or really realize that he hasn't really practiced all week. So they've been game planning with Devontae Booker as the lead the whole entire week. So I really think that he's going to be used. I don't think there be uh, – pass catching game 
scenario here for a Jalen Rashard type of game or something like that, or Theo Riddick, who's also back there also as well. So uh, I think this is Devontae Booker's backfield this week. He has a really good uh, price across the DFS sites, and you can probably sneak him up on a couple of your ESPN waiver wires if he's uh, floating around out there, one of those uh, late waiver wire ads. He, he could still be floating out there, and you know what? Devontae Booker, um, this is not uh, guaranteed by any means, but I saw, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but I did see that the Raiders were trying out a running back, which was kind of big to me because teams in their COVID protocol right now, they can't sign a running back or any player immediately. Like, they try them out or whatever, then they have to clear the protocol, and then they can sign them. And the, that process normally takes, like, I don't want to say a week. Weeks. It takes a while, though. And, I like, it definitely wouldn't happen by Sunday. I think I saw this yesterday. And it definitely wouldn't happen by Sunday. So that kind of worries me for the long-term outlook for Josh Jacobs. Like, if the Raiders this late in the season are looking to sign another running back, um, and, you know, they said, like, the ankle sprain, and it's not something we're worried about and all this, but now here we are, Josh Jacobs is missing games. This this could be – I'm not saying it is. I'm hoping it's not. But it could be very similar to the Joe Mixon situation where, you know, we feel confident in him. Hopefully it's nothing or all this. And then Joe Mixon has missed the past five games. So, you know. Yeah. Just keep your eye on it, and if Devontae Booker is out on your waiver wire – uh, he needs to be added because he could be more than a one-week play. And even if he is just a one-week play, he's a great one-week play uh, in a must-win week for a lot of teams. So, Yeah. Um, for me, at the wide receiver position, we touched on the Cleveland-Tennessee matchup a little bit. I'm running it back here. Jarvis Landry for the Cleveland Browns had a great week last week where he really saw a ton of targets. Baker was not great in the game, but Jarvis was still able to get his. Last week was the first real week since Odell Beckham went down that the Cleveland Browns were in a game where they could pass the ball because uh, other games, excuse me, were all weather related and it was like just, just sloppy games where Cleveland would end up winning, but they would like control it with the running game and not really do anything uh, in the passing game. And um, yeah, last week it was a weaker matchup against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, but here this week, this is a weaker defensive matchup against the Tennessee Titans. And Jarvis Landry, I think he'll be needed this week. I don't think, you know, last week, Jacksonville competed with Cleveland. I think, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Tennessee is six-point favorites in this matchup. So uh, Cleveland should have to compete, should have to pass the football here to compete with Tennessee. And uh, I think Jarvis Landry will be the big benefactor of that. How do you feel about Jarvis this week, Bill? Yeah, Baker almost made my list this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns definitely have had some ugly situations for weather, but uh, Jarvis is finally getting the ball into his hands, and he's been making a lot of usage from it. Um, I really like him for DFS this week. Uh, pretty low price, 
But um, there's some other wide receivers that I kind of like in that same exact price range also as well. But. Um, let me give you a quick comparison. Uh, let's say, I don't know, Juju going up against Washington or Jarvis. Um, I would probably go with Juju here. He has been very good uh, for a consistent amount of time. So I can see that. I'd probably go with Juju as well if I had to. Last one, Jarvis or Debo uh, Samuel, who's a monster last week. And this week the 49ers are playing Buffalo. Um, Debo, right? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. probably go with Debo. Debo is definitely the spot here. Uh, definitely um, really love Debo. He's been getting the usage uh, alpha receiver for the 49ers. Um, played him last week in DFS. Really good spot. Um, I think yeah. I would go back down the same exact route again. Um, the only reason why I would pick Debo over Jarvis is because I feel like Debo can do a little bit more in, with the ball in his hands than Jarvis can. Um, I, think I know can Jarvis is, is a yards after catch type of guy, but I think Debo is going to get force-fed the ball over there for the 49ers. Yeah, I like the uh, jet sweep, but the tap pass, you know, mm-hmm. like it's technically a catch. So in PPR, you know, you just rack up another point for that. And it's basically a rush. And Debo is like a great rusher. So it, it just works out like perfectly for them. Um, how about you at the wide receiver position here? And would you take your wide receiver over Jarvis? Um, yeah, man. The wide receiver that I'm high on this week is rookie Michael Pittman Jr. from uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They play the Houston Texans this week. Um, really good spot for him this week against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are one of the worst pass defenses in the league, and he's been getting used a lot in the passing game. I think he's the wide receiver one for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I feel like a lot of people aren't really on top of that yet with uh, T.Y. Hilton getting the ball used. Uh, I mean, with T.Y. Hilton being the guy for so long, but I really, really like this spot for Michael Pittman here. Uh, He'll be in a lot of my Deshaun Watson stacks. I think Michael Pittman is in a great spot. A lot of people. So last week, Michael Pittman, I think he finished with two catches for 24 yards when T.Y. Hilton had his season high in yards and caught a touchdown. So a lot of people are going to look back at the past week and just say, like, damn, like, you know, T.Y. Hilton again. Like, don't don't have trust in T- Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman still stole nine targets in that game. So I think Michael Pittman and the endorsement in him this week, I really like that. Uh, Bill, I'm going to have you run it back here because uh, you have a tight end and I do not. So, Yeah. Uh, what's the tight end I picked, honestly? I kind of forget. I will remind you on the screen. Yeah, tight ends don't matter <laughs> anymore, man. Uh, Mike Jusecki here. I really like this spot for Mike Jusecki against uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And um, one of the worst tight end defenses in the league. Um, so I think Mike Jusecki gets the job done here again. Uh he had a little bit of a scare in the middle of the season, but without Preston Williams being on the field, we remember the splits from over the summer of that. So really good spot here for Mike Jusecki. I feel that. And uh, Bill has to run out because Bill, uh, as we said uh, at the top of the show, Bill is running a DFS podcast right after this. Or I'm sorry, not DFS, right? Or yeah, DFS. Anywho, uh, he is going to start that at 710. He will be posting the link on his Twitter, uh, at GettingBills. But uh, in the meantime, 
Bill has a few hates to hit on before he heads out. So, Bill, running back? Or, I'm sorry, quarterback. I don't know why I skipped that. Yeah, quarterback this week for me is Russell Wilson. Um, A guy that I'm really not too high on this year is uh, Russell Wilson. Um, Only, I mean, not this year, but just this week. Um, You know, this is the time of the year that Pete Carroll really likes to say, 50-yard number or uh, the 50-touch number for running backs or whatever. So um, mm-hmm. I don't like the spot here for Russell Wilson. I think that uh, he's going to bust here. Um, not bust, but for him to really pay off for what you imagine Russ to do or what he's been doing of recent is way higher than what you're really asking for. Um, still like DK Metcalf, though. I'll yeah. never not like yeah, how, how do you not? No, do you no, not? no matter what the coverage is, he's matchup proof. DK Metcalf to the bank every week. DK Metcalf is the wide receiver three on the season. Uh, one of the first episodes that we're going to have after the season um, is going to be to look back on our preseason takes and uh, kind of review how they went. I know on our My Guy episode, we gave a bust for the season, and I picked. DK Metcalf as that sort of bust. You did not pick DK Metcalf as a bust for the season. I would, I would have stopped the podcast. I was it not was, there. I would have stopped the podcast. It was um, not a bust, bust. But I was saying that he was going too high because he was going ahead of Lockett, and I didn't think he should be. And um, ah, yeah, yeah, I do should. remember that. I do. <laughs> uh, all right, how about the running back position here, Bill? Yeah, the uh, I gotta pull up my phone real quick because uh, I don't have the list up off of my oh, computer. Yeah, no, the running back I'm fading this week is Brian Hill. Uh, Brian Hill, I think he'll get the start with Ty Gurley being out on the bench. Um, I don't know what's up with Ty Gurley, but Ty Gurley's dust. Uh, I think people are gonna go back to Brian Hill this week, and um, definitely fading that spot this week. Uh, I don't know what it is. Every year, there's always that one Brian Hill week, and I always just say. Like, I don't know if it's because I smoke too much weed or something like that, but I always be like, ah, oh, you know, Brian Hill's popping up in these projections. <laughs> Brian Hill. And then on Sunday night, I'm looking at myself like, thank you, Patty Mahomes, for saving my ass, man. <laughs> no, I feel that Brian Hill is um, not a, not a, yeah, I'm a Falcons fan and I'm not a fan of Brian Hill. So that's all that really needs to be said here. And, uh, uh, wide receiver fade. I take that one back. I, I looked into you should. I looked into some stats today uh, around like noon because I was looking at my stacks for the weekend and I saw I had Bob Robert Woods as a fade yeah. and I looked at his. Uh, split I'll put it up here just to uh, shame you real quick. Not yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was more of a Cooper Cup spot than a Robert Woods spot. Uh, while I agree with you, and I do think it is more of a Cooper Cup spot, I think they can both succeed. Um, I think what they've said is, or what I've heard, is that Arizona has allowed over 40 points per game to the wide receiver position over the last month uh, because they've had injuries at the cornerback position. I think Byron Murphy is out, and um, Drake Kirkpatrick is the number two wide receiver, and uh, he's bad. And Patrick Peterson likely will not shadow either Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Um, you know, he'll probably swap back and forth between them because they're kind of equal. I don't know. Cup's a slot guy. Cup is uh, – I don't think he's a slot. Like, he kind of is a slot guy, but he's kind of – He's a slot guy. 
Where's the, uh, I have not seen, like, snap percentages. I don't want to keep you here too long. Um, I would have to look on a website or something like that. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll hopefully try and remember to look that up. But regardless, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, good plays this week. Um, and not, not hate. All right. Bill, go have fun on your podcast. I will, uh, I will tune in real quick when I get done here for the people. And um, yeah. thanks again for being with me as always. And yeah. we'll be back next week here live. Yeah, hopefully we have a new time on Friday. Uh, make sure you follow me over on Twitter at Getting Bills. Um, tweeting out free plays as usual, man. You know how we do over here. And right. um, make sure you listen to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, because we got to get those Apple pod- uh, Spotify listens up also as well. So. You're not wrong. You're not wrong on all uh, major listening platforms. Bill, thanks again. Uh, see you in a minute when I tune in to your podcast uh, that will be live on your Twitter. See you, Robbie. Gotcha. Um, before Bill uh, and his podcast begins, um, I'm going to finish here uh, with my hate for this week. Oh, God, it just made me, like, huge. Is there any way? I don't want to be this big on the screen. I feel like I'm just taking it up. All of it. I don't really like that. I guess I'll just sit back a little bit. All right, here we go. I have my hates to hit on this week, everyone. So I'm going to do this on my own real quick. And these are guys that I'm not excited to play. These are guys that I think have the potential to really bottom out your team this week uh, in a what must win matchup. Let's start at quarterback. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. No more Will Fuller. Will Fuller has been great this season, and the Indianapolis Colts have been great on defense against the running, or I'm sorry, against the quarterback position. Plus, they get DeForest Buckner back this week, who his presence on the defensive end is immeasurable. I'm gonna say he he. You saw last week the Colts defense just kind of fall apart and allow anything to Tennessee uh, as you know, Buckner wasn't there to kind of lead the defense. So this week with Buckner back with no Will Fuller, I'm not very excited to play Deshaun Watson, um, especially considering this could be considered a must win week for Indianapolis themselves as they're now one game back behind Tennessee. And I'm not sure they have the tiebreaker, but either way, um, Playoff seeding, it's important that they kind of wanted that want to win that division. This is a must-win matchup, a matchup they should win. So I uh, I think they're going to work to shut down Sean Watson here. And I'm going to skip the running back for now just to play in because my wide receiver hate is Deshaun Watson's now number one receiver, Brandon Cooks. Same matchup, um, same take basically here. Colts defense has been great so far this season. And really, you know, you look at the wide receiver depth chart for Houston now. Beyond Brandon Cooks, they have Kiki QT. They have Isaiah Coulter. They don't really have anyone else. They've talked about playing Jordan Akins, who is a tight end, a bit more in the slot. So really none of them are proven threats. Brandon Cooks is a proven threat. And I think it would be a smart game plan on the end of Indianapolis to shut down Brandon Cooks. Make sure he's not the one that beats you. Kiki QT going to beat you? Okay, let him. You know, is rookie un- 
uh, is he undrafted? I think he was Isaiah Coulter, who has really not played to this point this season. Um, if, if he beats you, wow, incredible. Just let it happen. But don't let Brandon Cooks beat you. He is the one proven pass catcher in this offense. So I'm not interested in playing him or Watson this week in this tough matchup. And then to round it out here at the running back position, I'm going to take Kenyon Drake. I mentioned him earlier. Would you rather play Miles Sanders or Kenyon Drake uh, to Bill? Bill took Sanders based on the matchup. I would do the same. Kenyon Drake going up against the Los Angeles Rams, who have been an elite defense to this point this season. They have not gotten the credit for it, but they have been an elite defense. They're great at stopping the pass. They're great at stopping the run. The only thing that has kept Kenyon Drake fantasy relevant this season is touchdowns. Um, he got two last week. He had a great week. This week, I just think it's going to be harder to come by. And plus, also last week, Kyler Murray was a bit um, hindered, I'll say, by his injury. Uh, he was not airing it out like he normally would be. And they relied a bit more on the run, especially around the goal line where Kenyon Drake ended up with two touchdowns. I think if you're trying to, you know, have a similar situation where uh, Kenyon Drake, you start him, he has another 20-point week, you would have to rely on multiple touchdowns. I don't see that happening again. Billy uh, had his start of the week here. I'll show you Devontae Booker, as as we mentioned before. Um, I am presently starting Devontae Booker over Kenyon Drake in a fantasy league. Talent-wise, it doesn't make sense. I would never, I would never want Devonte Booker on my team over Kenyon Drake. But uh, fantasy-wise, fantasy manager, I know what I'm getting from Devonte Booker. And you know, even if it's not a huge, huge ceiling like Kenyon Drake could potentially have, um, I I know I'm going to get probably 12 to 20 points somewhere in that range. Kenyon Drake has a very low floor in this game, and I'm not going to take that risk, even though it's not necessarily a must-win week for me. But regardless, uh, especially if you're in a must-win week, I would much rather have the safe floor with Booker, considering he's probably not your RB1 at this point in the season, because Kenyon Drake has not been an RB1 for really anyone throughout the season. So those are my hates to wrap it up. Uh, I was hype on Ryan Fitzpatrick, Miles Sanders, and Jarvis Landry. Bill was hype on Kirk Cousins, Devontae Booker, Michael Pittman, and Mike Gesicki. And then for hates this week, Bill was hating on Russell Wilson, Brian Hill. He was assuming that uh, Todd Gurley would be out. I'm assuming that if Todd Gurley was in, he would not be playing Gurley either. And he had no others. He was going to say hate on Robert Woods, but I didn't even have to say anything. I talked him out of that. Um, and then I was hating on Deshaun Watson, Kenyon Drake, and Brandon Cooks. Um, real quick, before we head out, follow us on Twitter. I mentioned it at the top of the show, Dynasty Force Podcast on Twitter, or I'm sorry, on YouTube, Dynasty Force Podcast, at Dynasty Force Pod on Twitter. You can always mention us 
uh, or DM us regardless. You can talk to us about your start set questions. We will answer and we will help to the best of our ability. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and do the same exact thing at uh, FantasyForceFB. You can tag me, DM me. I'm here to hands- answer all of your questions. If you really want to ask Bill questions, you can do that too. Uh, at getting underscore bills underscore and uh, he will gladly help you as well. So before I close out here and uh, sign off here on the show, I'm going to share our survivor pick picks for this week. Um, as you can see on the screen here, there's a list of teams that we have gone through and uh, it's it's piling up as the season goes on and it's getting rough here. Um, sadly for me, I last last week we didn't do this because um, we didn't have our official Dynasty Force podcast episode. We went on Pub Sports Radio instead. So last week we uh, did not do the Survivor picks. Week eleven was the last week that we did. He went with the Los Angeles Chargers that you see at the end there, and the Chargers beat the Jets. And I took the Minnesota Vikings, who lost to the Dallas Cowboys. So it did not pay off for me. I'm now two games behind him with um, five weeks left to play. So kind of rough here. But hoping I can catch up. Really hoping that that's this week that I start to catch up. Where I take the Las Vegas Raiders in a smash spot against the New York Jets. The easiest smash spot of the options available to us. And he will take the... Chicago Bears going up against the Detroit Lions, who just fired their head coach, uh, Matt Patricia. I'm hoping that the Detroit Lions have a sort of one-week um, rally behind uh, Daryl Bevel, their new interim head coach, and uh, instead they, you know, they they beat the Bears, who are in a downward spiral. Fingers crossed so that I can, you know, start to close that gap again here on on Billy heading in to the final stretch. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. It's a pleasure to bring you this podcast each week. And um, we may be switching to Friday for a local um, posting, uh, you know, catch us live on Twitter at 6 p.m. Eastern, regardless of whether it's on Wednesday or Friday. Um, This may change when the podcast comes out on uh, YouTube, or not YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, major listening platforms uh, would go from, I believe it posts on Thursday now to Saturday, but um, it would be more worth it because we provide much more accurate content here um, by giving you the Wednesday show because... Injury news is much more clear. We know what we're looking at for the weekend and things like that. Um, it's, it, it's much more convenient for us. It's much more convenient for the content we bring you. So thanks again for tuning in, bearing with us on this Friday. Hope you get a little you know, advice heading into your important Week 13 matchup. Hope it helps a lot. Thanks again for tuning in. Catch you next week.